Welcome to episode two of Nice and Sunny, the podcast. Um, I'm coming at you today uh, from Bulgaria, actually, Sofia, um, uh, to be precise. Uh, it's the first time I'm in Bulgaria. The last time I spoke to you was uh, in the Isle of Man. And the topic that we had uh, there was uh, minimalism. Um, and it was mainly about yeah, me babbling on my own um, about having reduced all my belongings to just three bags, um, still trying to reduce it even more. Um, and first I thought that the next topic could be a digital declutter, um, but I didn't get a lot of um, feedback on that. So I thought, let's do something else um, that I feel comfortable uh, with talking about. And by the way, I'm still in the process of doing the digital declutter, and maybe at some point I can give proper feedback when it comes to that. Um, the next topic I felt like was really interesting is the, um, the topic of home. Um, considering that uh, I'm, I'm traveling so much and I don't actually have an actual home anymore. I call myself homeless, um, which causes a whole set of different problems when you start talking about it. But um, having this conversation a lot with people say, I couldn't do it, I need, um, I need my place, um, and I completely get that as well. So I thought this would be an interesting to topic to, to talk about in the second uh, episode. Um, and this is going to be um, an episode with my first ever guest as well. Uh, I will get her in uh, into the call a little later before I give uh, some background on what home does mean to me, uh, in a way. Um, so the, I think the, the thing is always like, what is normal anyway, right? So first I thought to, to get a guest uh, on who has a completely different view on it. Um, but then I thought, why not take somebody who actually is very similar to me there. And um, we can just um, explore a little bit why we are this way and not how um, most other people are. But then again, you know, there's, there's nomads, like actual nomad tribes in the world. So what is normal anyway, right? But maybe we get to that uh, at the end of this podcast and uh, shed some light on normal. Um, so anyway, so when I think of home, so for me, um, I was born in Hamburg and I grew up on a tiny village next to Hamburg um, for the first four years of my life before we then moved to my grandparents' house for about nine months while our actual new house was built. And that was more near uh, Hanover, um, the whole thing. Um, so from an early age, I was, I was traveling right away and I had this feeling of, okay, what's next? What's the next stop? What's the next stop? So by the age of five, then we moved to the, to the actual home, which was, was going to be my home until uh, yeah, the age of 20 that I moved out. And um, that is basically the place that molded me as an adult, right? So the thing is, when somebody says home, I remember this place so it's like the that street and that house specifically um comes to my mind when somebody says home so it's it's not even anything nowadays like because I don't have a home right so it's like my parents are are divorced my brother lives somewhere else so this place still exists but it's not the same right because it's not actually our family house anymore our family home so I wouldn't go back there. It doesn't feel like there's anything for me to, to go to because it wasn't the house, right? So if I hear home, it's the memory of a place um, or a thing or a, a time in my life, but it's not an actual 
place that exists nowadays. Um, I hope that makes sense. It's a bit of a weird one. Um, and nowadays, if I say I'm going home, I don't even know what I mean because uh, it's either home to Germany as a, as a whole because that's where I came from. Uh, now, if I say home, it's is it Dublin because this is where my base is. So like, in a lot of senses, you can probably use the term base rather than home. Um, yeah, so... This is more or less um, my definition. And if you follow me on Facebook, for example, you know that every time I, I check into a new place where I'm staying at, like a hotel or something, I take pictures of it and then I say, uh, this is my home for four nights or two nights or whatever. And, it, and it's actually true. It, it's usually where I am at that point. So I, I changed this the saying of wherever I hang my hat as my home to wherever I charge my phone as my home. <laughs> so that's like the my little interpretation of that. And I'd like to be quoted for that because I really like that. Um, but yeah, so before we get to, to my guest, uh, Clara, um, I give a little disclaimer here because um, we're both, um, Clara and I are both uh, German speakers. Me being German, uh, she's Austrian. Um, so we could do the whole thing in German, but obviously um, we would we want to have more people understand what we're talking about. Um, and also, as a disclaimer, we're not going to go too much into detail, if at all, uh, on the German word for home, um, which has a lot of different meanings. So it's a bit like if you take the English word home um, and translate it into German, we have probably three or four different words and having like an Austrian there might be even completely different words for that again that gives um, this term a lot of different nuances that you wouldn't have using the English word home but if we go into that detail I think a lot of the listeners would be quite bored so <laughs> I, I, I decided to just basically as a disclaimer leave out um, any German um, discussions here and I'm also anglifying our names anyway so I'm calling myself Christine instead of Christine, and I'm saying Clara instead of Clara. <laughs> so um, just a quick background how I know her. Um, we both know each other from the poker world, and for those, for those of you that are listening and don't know much about poker in general, um, it is you can play cards online, right? That's one way, um, playing it on the internet and playing with people all around the world, just clicking buttons. Or you can play poker actually at... Uh, a table with cards and chips with other humans sitting around the table and interaction. Um, and if you play poker like that, um, you need a dealer, right? So somebody who, who shuffles the, the cards, who, who hands out the cards, who handles all the chips and, you know, makes sure that the winner gets their chips and all this. And all do all the math that most players can't do. Um, so having been in the poker industry now for... Um, over 10 years and as a player and um, working in the industry I've been to a lot of poker events um, and I met a lot of the staff from the events a lot of the players obviously and a lot of the dealers and Clara is actually not just any of the dealers she's one of the most recognizable uh, dealers out there and uh, especially on the European circuit so if you watch any live streams or um, tv shows you might find her at the tv table dealing uh, cards looking friendly and pretty <laughs> um, and it's, it's always a delight to meet her afterwards uh, once work is done um, in a bar and and chat and catch up and and she has a very interesting life traveling around mainly in Europe to play uh, to to deal poker so I thought she would be a very very good guest to have on the on my first uh, duo 
podcast. Um, so without further ado, Clara, um, would you like to introduce yourself maybe by telling us uh, what you feel and think uh, when you hear the word home? Hi, um, home. Yeah, <laughs> I feel a lot like that, uh, like you in that way. Home is a place that I remember, but it's actually now there's a, it's like, it's a house in, in Austria somewhere that like nobody's going to know the place. I'm not going to name it. And, <laughs> and uh, there's actually a company in there now. So it's, it's not even anybody else's home. So yeah, it's, it's just a place that I remember, but it's not really there anymore. But I do... I do like the home is where I've charged my phone. <laughs> uh, and a lot of times I charge my phone from an external phone charger. So sometimes home is nowhere. Uh, it totally makes sense to me. Um, yeah, yeah. It's uh, very similar to your, to your expression of home, I guess. Awesome. Um, so, so you're originally from Austria and you're now telling us yeah. the, the town or the village. Um, and then did yeah, you... sure. Um, <laughs> sorry, I was born in Vienna. Okay. But home for me is actually not Vienna because every weekend we were out in the countryside and I enjoyed that place more when I was a kid. Obviously, there's more to do. There's like the whole garden and deers in the garden. And it was just nicer as a kid than the city. And yeah, I, I totally I totally get it. Like I grew up in the countryside and we had uh, we sometimes found deer or like rabbits in our garden. Um, so uh, it's uh, the growing up in the country is, is a beautiful thing for sure. Um, so where are you right now? Um, right now I'm in Galway. All right. <laughs> yeah, I'm at uh, actually at my sister's place. So I'm at someone's home. Um, so um staying here with my dad because my sister actually is in the hospital so it's a whole other story but she's she's getting better so we're staying at her place for now and the next stop is going to be Paris and I have no idea where I'm staying there <laughs> but that's another story <laughs> so so were you originally in Galway for a poker event as well or just to to visit family basically oh no that was just to visit family I did um I did um contact Nick O'Hara Because there is some tournament right now close to Dublin. But yeah, I'm not sure. I just contacted him. Maybe I'm going to work there for a few days, but I don't think right. it's really worth the travel. So I'm like, nah. <laughs> so, so how long have you been a dealer? Because I was trying to figure out like when we met the first time, but I can't, I, I can't really. Oh, I'm not sure either. I know when I, I started dealing in 2009. Okay. And I started dealing EPTs 2011, which I, I like my first EPT was one of the last EPTs Kremser still did, if anybody's what, listening actually knows. <laughs> But, um, and really got into it when St Toby Stone took over and then I got into more EPTs. And since basically the four, four or five last years, I've been doing all of them. Yeah. So that's kind of cool. So we might have met the first time like seven, eight years ago or so. Yeah, it's possible. Yeah, sure. cool. Um, so, like, thinking back, like, is it, it's mainly European uh, stops that you go to, right? So, thinking thinking back, what was, like, um, I mean, it's difficult, as obvious. I know it's a difficult question, but <laughs> like, what, what do you feel like was, like, a, a really interesting place to, to go to to work and deal? 
Well, because you said mainly European, <laughs> obviously the most interesting would be something that's not European. And it was kind of a one-time thing. I went to Panama once. Oh, right. So that was really cool because I stayed, obviously, because you're already going there, I stayed an extra week and uh, with some friends and we rented a car and it was really cheap and we went to, I don't know, San Blas, which are these beautiful islands with white beaches and just yeah. like amazing nature so that was probably the coolest stop even though the money was like well it was Panama so <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't too good I had to fly over there and pay for the flight but it was it was it was cool I could cover my expenses so I could see Panama for free which is amazing anyway so at the events then usually you you share like accommodation with some of your colleagues right yeah yeah we do um they used to well it depends it's always They send us emails and then they tell us if they sort the accommodation for us or if we sort it ourselves and then if we get money for it or not and blah, blah, yeah. organizational. But right now it's usually all of the time we sort it ourselves and because it's mainly this, the same team since a couple of years, you have your friends and you usually sort it with them through Facebook or something. Yeah. So, so was it like all these last couple of years that you had like your your base, let's say, if we don't want to, word, to use the word home, um, your, your base in, in Vienna <laughs> and then you basically went to all these events? Is that how your life looked like? Exactly. I had my, like, I called it home base. Basically. Home base, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, it, and it was still a home because I just basically gave up my home uh, like two, three weeks ago. <laughs> um, but I did, I did have it. But the last year I've been traveling so much that I did, like, I looked at my calendar, basically. And I was like, why do I pay rent? Yeah. I'm like, I'm never home. It doesn't make any sense. So I just said, okay, I'm just going to call my landlord, cancel my apartment because this is ridiculous. I can spend all this money on flights and bus tickets and trains. Why the hell would I pay rent? <laughs> What am I doing? So uh, my family thought I was crazy because they're all a little more normal than me <laughs> and but now that I did it they actually think it's really cool and everybody just asks me questions so how and what and so everybody's excited for me but they're a little scared for me as well yeah it's so I, I always have a feeling that most people are using the word normal there right because um yeah because this is what we've been taught right we're being taught to um like do school leave school uh, live in apartments then at some point find a partner move into a house have children have a bigger house you know it's, it's like it's like the normal way uh, how this should go right but then every time you tell people that you're doing it differently they get really interested and go like so so but how do you do that so it's almost as if everybody has sort of the the wish of also having this other alternative uh, life um, but they don't really dare doing it. So they want to live, see us live it first um, and then maybe learn from it. Is that a feeling you got as well? Yeah, for sure. It feels like you're the, the test dummy yeah. or something. <laughs> you're like, okay, let's watch her. Uh, if she doesn't die, I'll try <laughs> it too. <laughs> um, but I mean, I, I, I looked at some YouTube channels as well before I, I did it myself because it's like it's interesting and then you're like well I can do that it's okay and the thing is <laughs> and you get motivated yeah this this life just always exists anyway right so you can always go back so it, it's it's what happened to me in a way when I left Germany in in, in 2005 with just a backpack and the plan was to just travel the world and 
don't have a home anymore. It was actually already back then my plan. But then I got a really good job. And and I was like, okay, I, I go for that because, you know, it's something to people think about and want to do anyway. And I really liked the thought of it. And suddenly I was back into the whole buying furniture, buying uh, way more clothes than I should have. Um, and suddenly I was stuck again um, in this, in a normal life um, until it, it took me about five or six years that I realized I, I was very unhappy and I wanted to go back. So I'm now back to being a nomad um, for a bit over a year, like not having my own place and not paying bills and not having to, you know, like all the, <laughs> or like the, the TV, what's it, what's it called? Like the TV license stuff. And cause I just oh, do yeah. not have a home, you know? So it's, 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 it's nice to know that exactly what you said, you save that money and then spend it for more travels, you know? For sure. So, um, you said like two or three weeks you 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 now um did you start the process so where are you right now what's the current status no i already uh i gave back the keys to my apartment on the 9th of october so okay. that's my my status i still paid rent until the 15th of october <laughs> <laughs> but as i left early i figured i might as well give my keys back early because it's not like i i can do anything with them <laughs> so yeah i left and the only thing, I'm not quite there yet because I do have a little storage unit in in Vienna, which still has some of the stuff that I should probably still get rid of. How much, but it's really how much small. is that? It's like the, I, I asked for the smallest one they had, so I couldn't go any smaller. <laughs> and it was one square meter and it's three meters high, so it's like six square feet. Yeah. I don't know how high. Um, what is it, like six, nine feet? high or something something like that um but yeah it's it's actually holds a lot of stuff i do i still kept like my snowboard and stuff like that but i feel like hmm, i shouldn't um <laughs> but i'm i'm thinking that it's probably gonna end up being a situation that i will go back to the storage unit and then there will be some boxes that i open all the time because i need stuff and i put stuff back and then there will be some boxes who just are there and I never look at them. And then at some point I will just throw them away. And at some point the, the goal is to get rid of the unit as well and just have like one or two suitcases and that's it because uh, you really don't need that much stuff. That's it. And I think it's a good plan to, to have like those boxes and if you don't open them for um, like a couple of months or something, just, you know, remove them. There's a, however, the thing that, that I thought as well, because, you know, you have summer, because especially if you, if you live in Europe or like, let's say mainland Europe and you have proper seasons, um, you need winter clothes and summer clothes, right? So, um, yeah. <laughs> and winter clothes take so much space. Exactly. <laughs> so, so that's the thing. Like, I, and I think if, if you would live in like Ireland or something, there's no proper seasons anyway, so you can have the same clothes all year round. But, um, so there are simply clothes that you should, keep for the winter or for the summer and, and so on so there's I think there's a little bit of something you just can't get around unless you're willing to just buy things new every year but like especially like winter coats are very expensive um mm, to do for sure um yeah, so it, it's an interesting, um, interesting procedure. Then, like if you say like a snowboard, for example, obviously if you have things that you can rent and 
you know that's usually possible with a lot yeah. of things um it's just yeah. the <laughs> the attachment to it right it's like it's probably you have some memories with that um yeah i learned snowboarding on that snowboard yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because i only like I, i learned skiing when i was four because i'm austrian and that's what we do yeah, of course. but uh snowboarding i only learned with 16 so i still can drive the same one it's, yeah. right and and how, how do you do it with um because you know it's like i know that you um I mean, you, you're a poker dealer, but I'm not sure how much you actually play poker. I know you do play other games and you're a content creator on different channels as well. Uh, how, do you, how do you do that now with, um, like, you know, normally you would need a computer set up. If we were just talking about, like, a microphone, camera maybe. Um, how do you deal with, with those material things? Yeah, that's actually something I'm also still trying to figure out. I did get uh, rid of my baby, my computer, <laughs> my my awesome computer. I gave it to someone, a friend of mine, though, that I know he's going to use it. Um, I am still thinking, I have a MacBook Pro 2015, and I'm thinking about going to Apple because they have this exchange program. Yeah. program and I just want to um, exchange it for a MacBook Air with kind of the same specs they should have that right <laughs> because it's just so heavy that's the thing I'm, I'm using it they are not very strong when it comes to video unfortunately at least the one that I have it, it, it gets really hot but otherwise it's definitely a good good alternative yeah I have to still think about it but I just want something lighter yeah Like, even maybe I should go back to Windows. I don't know. It's just annoying if you have an iPhone and then you have a Windows computer. They're yeah. just not friends. <laughs> It's just like, uh, and I don't want to change everything. I like my iPhone. Um, yeah. So the computer setup, I still, like, I have a an awesome microphone. It's also in the storage unit. Like, a big one, the, the blue Yeti. Yeti the, the big one. But, like, I'm not taking that with me. Yeah. It's just a a huge it's like a baseball basically yeah <laughs> i think i know the running one. around uh, i was yeah. i was trying to to find out solutions for that as well like when you when you want to do any kind of recordings on the on the move um because because I'm, i'm going to have my big round the world trip come up and i'm definitely mm. not going to carry a microphone with me but as i said right now i'm using my uh, my normal iphone headphones and as long as that is still fine then i'll just uh, work with that Yeah, for sure. I do know there is the there's this road mic that you can just Im plug into your phone and like directly and oh, yeah. it's just there. So that works for sure. I was thinking about buying this like 70 euros, I think. Okay. <laughs> But yeah, it, it depends. There's a few few yeah, solutions. So, so yeah. how 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 is now your your plan? You said you're going to Paris next, but are you? Because I, I remember yeah. you were talking about getting a, a van and actually living the van life. Oh, so. Yeah. <laughs> so now I'm living the nomad life. <laughs> <laughs> no, the the van was um, it's still something I want to do at some point, but I realized that if I want a van that's not going to break down tomorrow, maybe um, I should. Uh, first save some more money so I can buy like something that's more expensive because the one I can afford now it's kind of a gamble it has like two to three hundred thousand kilometers yeah. and then you know you, you never know how far this is still gonna go and I actually want to go far so uh, and then I realized that flying is really cheap anyway if you only have to book one-way tickets <laughs> and and 
I was like, maybe I'll just fly for a while. And then I know the spots already and it's easier with the car as well because I kind of have to scope out where the camping sites are and how to. So maybe just do some more research. And then there's obviously upkeeping, taxes, petrol, all the additions to that insurance. Um, It's just like in a bit what we were just before we started recording, we're talking about um, basically having this iterative approach to things. So in theory, um, if you say you want a car that brings you very far, in theory, it would probably be a good idea to just get some car and just get it started and then later exchange it uh, to a better one, right? Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was, uh, I downsized on the car as well. First, I looked for like a bigger car, yeah. like like the normal van life car, like a Ford Transit or yeah, yeah. a Mercedes Jumper, like the, the typical. And then I found uh, like a small, it was a VW Caddy, like really small thing and it also was like made for living in it and then I realized like why do I, I actually don't need that big titanic car I could just <laughs> I could just buy like a small one I don't have that much stuff anyway the small one is easier to drive easier to park it's more inconspicuous people don't really think that I live in there which yeah. is good so I can park in normal parking spaces and um, Yeah, so I I definitely downsized on the car as well. I don't need to stand inside of my car. I'll just go outside (laughs) to stand. So, yeah, I'll I'll definitely go with a smaller car. But I do want, like, electricity and solar panels. So I guess, like, I I do want to be able to charge my phone in my home. (laughs) Exactly. So so if you go now to Paris or the next stop that you're going to work, will you say... Um, I'm going home and actually still mean Vienna and have like a place with friends or family or is Vienna not going to be uh, home at all anymore? Um, Well, Vienna, as I was born there and lived like, except for the traveling, I lived mostly all of my life there. It will always kind of be my home if somebody asks me because it's just the easiest answer. I don't have to explain all of this. (laughs) But um I do not feel like it's gonna feel like home anymore I I think it's more I mean Paris will probably not feel like home either because it's way too expensive to ever be my home (laughs) um and also the Paris now it's just the first stop it basically uh friends of mine are coming over from America and they want to see a little bit of Western Europe and they just gave themselves 10 days, so it's going to be a hectic <laughs> Chinese trip, basically. But we're going to be in Paris for one or two days, and then we go to, like, Belgium, and they want to go to Amsterdam, and they want to go to Germany, and blah, blah, blah. I told them it's going to be tough in 10 days, yeah. but, you know, what, whatever they want, I'll, I'll try and help them. <laughs> they probably um, think it's smaller than it, than it actually is. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I told them already, though. So they did already <laughs> throw out some countries because I was like, well, 10 days is, is not enough for what you have planned. It's not going to work. <laughs> but that's but awesome. yeah, it should be nice anyway. Um, yeah, so in, in the preparation for this uh, for this podcast, I was reading a little bit on what the, what the actual definition of the word home is. And uh, okay. the first thing that popped up on Google was um, the place where one lives permanently, especially as a member of a family or household. Um, so uh-huh. that made me think a little. And I was like, so 
are we because we we are not thriving for this kind of um, life and having this permanent life? It, does it mean because we're not actually having a family yet? Will it will it change if we like? I mean, I personally. I'm not looking to, to have children. So for me, it's a whole different uh, situation probably as well. Um, but is it something that you think once there is a family uh, and a partner, that is then the point when you have to find a place where you live permanently? Oh, that's so interesting. Um, I think it's cool because, because yeah, home is like this attachment to, to other people as well makes a lot of sense and permanent and blah. Um I used to want children, and right now I'm actually the same as you mindset. Like I'm like, nah, <laughs> I, don't, I don't, no, no, I don't want that. <laughs> it seems like a lot of work, <laughs> no. <laughs> um, but um, I do. I can see that that um, if you have a family, you should like for basically for the development of a child. I mean, I don't know if you know this. But I used to be a kindergarten teacher. All right. So psychologically for a child, it's, I mean, for the first few years, it doesn't matter because they actually don't care much about socializing with other children. But if like, as soon as they're kindergarten or school age, it's really good for the child to be just in, like in one steady place where it can make friends and stuff. So, yeah, I think if you have a family, you sh like it, it should be the point where you're like, okay, now I should choose my favorite spot, basically. Because if that's the case, and I had the same kind of, of thinking there, um, that would mean that um, if you are as we are, like without a family, that the normal state would be to do what exactly we're doing, right? Not having a home. Yeah. I th I feel like it isn't it kind of a it's like it's like the new trend anyway isn't it it's it kind of I feel like I mean it's not a trend yet it's not like everybody's doing it but I feel like it's a thing that a lot of young people want to do and they don't really dare to do it because their parents are holding them back because they tell them some horror stories about somebody being kidnapped yeah. in I don't know where and it's just like people want to do it but they don't. Uh, I think I feel like everybody wants to do it because everybody I talk to and tell them what I'm doing, they're super excited. And they're like, oh, I want to do that too, but they don't actually do it. Exactly. They why. want to see you as a guinea pig first, <laughs> see how it yeah, goes. Sure. But this is an interesting topic because I uh, the other thing that I found was that uh, quite often people consider the home their identity. Um, and uh, I think there's a change in society in a way, as you said, it's not like a proper trend yet, uh, but it's 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 starting to to um, focus on and crystallize a little bit that what was in the past a sign of luxury and richness and wealth mm. was to have the bigger house, the bigger car, and have more and more stuff. While mm. nowadays it seems like what is more being seen as luxury and living a rich life is being free to go wherever you want at any time. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, it's it's funny that you say that uh, people are like attached to their home more. I feel like uh, Austrians and Germans are way less patriotic for historical reasons. Yeah. So I feel like we may, might be... Um, a step forward in front of other countries by like not giving so much of a damn where we actually come from because it's it's not like we're emotionally attached to the place because we kind of feel bad for 
what what happened. So I don't know, maybe because Germans always travel so much. I feel like they everywhere, everywhere you hear Germans. It's like it doesn't matter which place you're in. There's going to be some Germans. It's, it's true. Yeah. It, what, what I learned when I left Germany back then to actually, you know, leave the country um, was I got a job in, uh, in, in Dublin after just one week because it was the middle of the Celtic Tiger over there. And back then, Germans did not leave Germany. So it was still like a... Really? Um, yeah, it was still... They'd rather stay in Germany and complain about stuff than actually <laughs> um, taking the step and, and trying to find like a better life. So for me, they, they almost rolled out a red carpet when they heard I'm German and I had a, a job like after a week. They're so fast. Um, so nowadays, it's a bit different. Germans are out and traveling more and exploring the world more and, and seeing what else is out there. Um, but it's it's funny. See like how the difference of the, the term home... Um, when I actually just said home as identity, um, I actually meant the home as the house, right? That you that you own as your home, and you you went to to use that term for the country that you're from, right? As home. Yeah. Um, so there's like all these uh, different ways how to interpret the the word home. Um, but yeah, so definitely, like it's it's. I mean, it is the country that you're from, uh, which is home, and it, it gives you identity. But uh, a lot of people see the house that they build around themselves uh, as their identity as well, like almost like an extension of their own self. Mm-hmm. And and this was actually that I read as well. Like so, it's it's basically an extension of who you are. Um. So then I, it made me think. So if you do not want to have this house as an extension of yourself and considering that extension is something that is happening either way or it's something that you want to do, does it mean that nomads like us (laughs) or like others are extending more to the inside and like trying to explore more um, experiences and maybe knowledge? That's funny that you say to the inside because... Before all of this happened, before I actually started even thinking about van life and and no house life and nothing and tiny houses and everything, I the first thing actually I first I was very interested in philosophy because my roommate at the time was studying philosophy and I was like this is really interesting she's so smart I want to be smart <laughs> <laughs> so that was really interesting and then I got into the what I feel like is kind of the opposite and at the same time it's part of it which is meditation mm. where you just like think, try not to think too much and that's kind of turning inwards and from that place when I meditated more and I went to a silent retreat in monastery for three days and blah blah, blah and from that place I kind of felt after that I felt ready to just leave it all behind and be okay with just my inside and not so much of the outside yeah, it is. It is super interesting. I had a, I had a similar. Um, um, I mean, this goes goes hand in hand with the minimalism anyway, right? Not having a home means you don't own a lot of um, physical items or material items. So I had this thing that when I when I gave a lot of things away, that all of a sudden I wanted to connect more with other humans. Um, so it was almost like I made space inside of me for for other people and just like wanting to see how people were like what's going on in their lives which normally probably was taken up by actual material possessions so it's it's quite an interesting weird psychological uh thing <laughs> that's happening there yeah, it's true i mean every material possession is kind of something you have to also look after in a way 
I mean, you have exactly. to make sure it doesn't break and like you're scared that you're going to lose it and blah, blah. And if you just don't have it, you're like, well, okay, I just don't have that. Now I don't have to worry about it. <laughs> it's, yeah. I was actually thinking, so what, what, would, um, what would you do? What, what do you think how you would react if your storage unit would burn down? Oh, oh my God. <laughs> um, well, I would be the only thing right now going through my mind. There's like, uh, I took this trip because I was trying to keep it really low because I was uh, taking some stuff that I still had of my sister's. I brought it to her her place. I got one, one suitcase and I left it here. Um, so I traveled extra light. And that means I didn't bring any of my cameras, yeah. which means that's like the only thing right now I would be really like everything else. I don't care. But like my cameras, it's like two GoPros and, and right. the, the Canon, like a, a, a power shot Canon. But like, I mean, but in the end, if I really think about it, um, I just get over it and buy like an actual proper big camera. And then there would be the only camera, and then that's it. And I would definitely have to buy some clothes, though, because <laughs> I didn't bring much. So but, basically, yeah. everything is re replaceable. It's yeah, it's definitely replaceable. Because the the only thing I, did, I always think about the I actually used to think about that when I was a kid as well. Because there's only if if the house that I'm inside burns down, the only thing that I would uh, cry over would be I got my my mother died when I was young and I got one of her rings uh, when she yeah. died and that's like the only thing and that's always with me like yeah. I always have that with me anywhere I go even when I'm working it's in my bag it's like it's always there so there's basically no option this would stay behind anywhere right. so so that's an actual but that's like thing. the only thing yeah. that I would but even that if you think about it it's it wouldn't be the end of the world. It's just kind of like where you cry for a little while and then you get over it. Yeah. So, but I, I get that. Like I have, when I have sometimes this thought, so same kind of thing, if I'm in a house that's like, that, you know, is on fire, what do I grab uh, when I, when I run mm. out? And I usually just have two things, which is my MacBook and my iPhone. <laughs> so I'm just completely <laughs> also like the Apple, the Apple thing, it, but it doesn't matter. It's, it's not about the actual items. It's, um, it's my connection to the world. It's my um, my way of being creative and having creative outputs. Like right now, the podcast is being done on the MacBook. I will edit my vlog later on the MacBook. Is that right? I do my Instagram stuff on the iPhone. So it's more about that. But I'm trying to have move everything. That's again about the, the digital declutter that I want to talk about at some point as well. I'm trying to move everything as as well as possible on the cloud, onto the cloud. So that um, if like these material items um, disappear someday or, or get stolen or whatever, that it's absolutely not a big deal. I just have them replaced and that's it. Um, but yeah, I completely yeah. get the, the the this this more of a, like the ring. I don't have an item like that, but I I think I, I understand and I, I probably I would treasure it the same way. I think. Yeah, I mean, and it's really a small thing, so I don't feel like it's yeah. a big big deal. But um, I'm really interested in the in the digital declutter. By the way, so I'm looking cool. forward to that one <laughs> <I will. laughs> because I yeah because like the documents you can scan them and everything. Exactly. I started with that as well because it's just like there's one box in my storage unit which is basically just 
maps full of documents right. that I can't just get rid of. And then there's obviously some you need to keep them original. Yeah. But most of them is really just like, do I really need the actual piece of paper or can I just put it somewhere? Yeah. So I feel like I want to talk about once I concluded my experience with it, then I will, sure. um, I will talk <laughs> about it. Um, but it's definitely, it's definitely an interesting one because our lives are more and more digital anyway nowadays. Um, and yeah, while we're talking about digital, actually, um, where this is what I wanted to um, also conclude the the podcast with is I was thinking um, of talking about digital nomads because this is actually something I have not um, concluded to um, becoming. Basically, it's a project that I'm on. I'm trying to move in the whole direction of becoming a nomad and also working while uh, traveling. Um, so this is something I'm very interested in and I'm, I'm hoping that I can have an episode in the future where I talk to um, established um, digital nomads that have been doing this for years maybe and can talk about their experiences when it comes to that kind of life. Um, so yeah, so while talking about digital, if anybody's out there who wants to come on the podcast and tell about their experiences about living the digital nomad life, I'm very interested in, in hearing that. And uh, Clara, for, for you and I, um, I, I, I set out to say, like, to figure out what is what is normal and are we normal in, in wanting this <laughs> and not the, the life with the house. Um, what, what are your final thoughts on this? Um, I mean, the word normal in my, like, every time somebody asks me or talks about this, I usually say, well, what what is normal anyway? And not like the typical question everybody just asks, but like normal is just a construct of like, it's basically a society thing. It's like a group of people and they decide what is normal based on what most of the people in that group do. So for me, uh, knowing some people who actually do normal life, to me, I could actually consider saying I'm normal. Yeah. Because in like if I if I only spend time with those people, I would be normal. But so normal is kind of like hmm. and also like I don't I, I kind of prefer the word crazy anyway because I feel like it's more it has more options. If you're normal, it kind of feels like there's a set path for you. And if you consider yourself abnormal, then you have so many more options. And I prefer more options anyway. That is, that is an absolute great uh, conclusion to all this. I love it. Um, and I think it's a good point to say um, the people that you surround yourself with, right? It's, it's, it's basically that is, that is the normal. Um, but one thing that I think, and it's, it's complete cliche, but I would like to, first of all, I say thank you, Clara, for, for being my guest, my first guest. You're very welcome. <laughs> um, and I would actually like to say thank you to all the listeners out there and conclude this episode with a very standard, very cliche saying, home is where the heart is. Goodbye. Oh, and yeah, I know that. <laughs> talk to you soon. <laughs> bye bye.